This is part two of Novell Open Audio Special on Open Source for America. Without further ado, let's go ahead and listen to the interview. Hello, this is Aaron Quill with Novell. Today I have the privilege of having Brian Gentile, the president and CEO of Jaspersoft, on the phone with us. Brian, good afternoon. Hey, thanks for having me, Aaron. We also have uh, John Scott, who is the director of open source and software integration for Mercury Federal Systems. John, good afternoon. Yep, hi. Great to be here. My first question is, if OSA is not a lobbying group, how are you guys going to engage with government leaders? Engaging with leaders is all about influence. There are many ways to influence and ensure that the government can put in place ever more efficient IT systems. Open source represents arguably the most possible efficient way to implement new new types of information technology and information systems. And so with influence around successful implementations and deployments that have already occurred in the federal sector and nearby agencies and helping them understand the incredibly efficient low cost of ownership that open source brings to the table along with the community development and advancements that we can make together, this is the type of influence and engagement that's probably the most important to enable near-term traction among a wide variety of federal government entities. So I love that. Really, your way of influencing them is to show that, look, we have a better way to do it, a good, solid, inexpensive way to help the government solve problems. That's right. And in fact, many federal government entities have already been hugely successful using and working with open source communities and open source software shining a light on those who've already been successful is probably one of the most influential things we can do. I think to echo Brian's point, um, really, it's not just about trying to do traditional lobbying, everybody thinks, but just in terms of actually telling the open source story and then shine a light for where it's actually been done well and, and people have enjoyed the advantages of, that open source has provided for the government. So I think that uh, there's lots to lobbying, and that includes education and advocacy, of just, um, you know, and really taking the open source model and just trying to use that um, and maybe like a lobbying 2.0 kind of effort. So what activities do you guys have planned in the next three to six months to really get this going? Initially, we're going to have a bunch of working groups set up consisting around the, the president's agenda, things like a working group around healthcare, a working group around energy, education. We're also going to be having one on cyber, military, defense. And really, within those separate spheres, really try and show where open source has brought value to those problem sets. And basically, try, you know, in, in the best open source way, basically invite people in who have wanted to show up and help, help work. And, you know, it might be something around health records, how, how could open source actually help this, either the either open source software or the open source community approach to that. So I think that that's kind of the first thing is actually just trying to bring together those working groups. And I think the second thing is really helping to be a central point for information for um, the legislative branch, the executive branch around open source software so that if they're looking for papers, economic studies, or they don't just have to start going out and Googling and searching for any old papers that are out there, but they can at least come to one source and say, okay, well, here's kind of what the open source community is saying. Puts our best face forward. I would add that helping to drive workshops and deeper understanding into the more technical federal government agencies to help them become more consistent contributors to the open source community would be incredibly vitalizing for the government's participation in open source. Right now, the federal government creates a lot of software, and there's no reason that that shouldn't become part of the overall open source movement, and the federal government should be seen as a lighthouse of tremendous collaboration and community interaction around the development and deployment of open source software. 
Now, I've been involved with several different uh, communities and organizations before, and a lot of times the founding members have different rights than newer members that come on later. Uh, how are you guys going to handle that? Are founding members, do they have more rights or more votes than newer members that might be added later? True to the open source label, this is about transparency, collaboration, and fundamentally a meritocracy. So anybody who has the energy and conviction to get work done and provide advancements should have the same amount or more influence than anyone else. Yeah, uh, this is primarily meritocracy. I mean, you show up, you show up, if, if you want to do some work, show up and work. Um, it should be noted that no one's signed checks out to this organization yet. There's no concept of one vote is bigger than another vote. So uh, we're really looking forward to having people show up and, uh, you know, really get involved with areas that they really consider their being their passions, be it healthcare, education, energy, but really show up and help out. Why should new members join the coalition? They should join fundamentally to be part of an advocacy group that would become more centralized and encourage broader use within the federal government of open source software and open source techniques. They can be part of what should be a very prevalent and successful movement to help make our government and democracy far more efficient than it is today, starting with information systems, which is one of the most important areas to start with. So to echo that, I think the ticket involved, I think even deeper, um, you know, there's, there's, I think there's a real, you know, passion and hunger out in America and the U.S. for people to want to get involved with government and try and help solve some of these wicked problems that we've been, uh, you know, hearing about so much, like health care, social security, a lot of these other issues that are out there. And I think that this is, would be a really good example for people to actually get involved and do something versus just sitting around and kind of, you know, you know flame wars or complaining on, online. Yeah, and probably one of the key things is we really are talking about spending our own money. Yes. Ultimately, this works to every citizen and taxpayer's advantage. Why is it so important for the U.S. federal government to get involved with this project now? The U.S. federal government is clearly the largest single consumer and user of technology in the world. It has an amazingly large influence, not only on state and local government entities throughout the U.S., but on most other national governments around the world. In some ways, it's a catch-up to some of the other more progressive European countries whose national governments have been far more involved in open source than the U.S. federal government. On the other hand, it's the most you know, dominant uh, single entity in, on the globe, and therefore it has such a profound effect on other governments, not only within the United States at the state and local level, other nations, and then eventually on into private enterprise. It has such a profound trickle-down effect and rippling effect that it's really the responsibility of our government to take this seriously. And this, if this coalition can have even a minimal effect, it would be substantial. And I think that, I mean, the open source model in OSA, what we're really for is, I think where we will end up is with helping to probably design a new acquisitions model for IT-intensive systems for the federal government. And I think that will also, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, trickle down to state and local governments as well. And so the U.S. has been kind of in a catch-up mode on some of this stuff compared to European Union, you know, South America, and some other places. But I think that this is a real opportunity for really a large class of developers in the world to really have a say and help push the agenda and create systems that uh, we ultimately use every day. Brian and John, we want to thank you for taking time to talk to us today about Open Source for America. Thank you very much, and hopefully uh, you'll be signing up soon. Remember that Novell Open Audio is brought to you by Novell Users International, as well as Novell Incorporated. Most of our content is directed by our listener community, so please send us your feedback by email at openaudio at novell.com or by leaving comments on our website at novell.com slash openaudio. That's it for this time. Have a good one.